Welcome to episode 7 of the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. This series is designed to launch our website at brendanflanagan.com. And in it, we ask the penetrating biblical questions normally withheld from polite company. This week, we're asking, what is sin? Sin. We often correlate the word with doing bad things. Many things inform our perception of bad. Our conscience, the natural world, our emotions, circumstantial knowledge, and past decisions. Naturally, we weave together our moral identity using these perceptions, and the resulting quilt of our conglomerated senses forms our conscience. Or, simply, how we justify our reactions to the events composing our lives. On paper, this is fine, but we all know the problem. We all possess varying emotions, different perspectives, and special tastes. As Blaise Pascal writes, The heart has its reasons, which reason knows not. So in reality, we have not come any closer to defining good or bad. Instead, we have allowed our opinions to reign and the subjective truth of our ever-changing minds to feed our conscience. But as beauty, as goodness, as truth have a source of objective and indisputable truth, so does sin. Once we view sin from God's perspective, our conscience and moral understanding will find rest and assurance. We will not only be able to define what is bad, but identify the very character of sin, and therefore embrace what is truly good. Thank you for joining us for episode 7 of the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. Today we're asking, what is sin? In both the Hebrew of the Old Testament and the Greek of the New Testament, sin literally translates to missing the mark. The mark, or the bullseye, rests in God. Whatever lies outside of his person, anything that misses the mark of his revealed will can be defined as sin. The Greek word for sin is formed by two root words, not and a part of. So when we choose sin, we decide on an action originating in our own person and not in the person of God. In sin, we choose the course and proceed by our own willpower. Sin rests in men and women attempting to cast off the will of God. We see this in Psalm 2, verses 1 through 6. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. Since the beginning, mankind has desired to cast off the commandments of God. We've rejected his power and profaned his name. Yet the will of God always prevails. While God plays no part in sin, nor is he the source of evil, he continues to work all things for his good. His providential care and sovereign plan are not hindered by the will of men. In the book of Genesis, the words of Joseph best summarize God's ability to use evil for good. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph says this, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring about this present result, to preserve many people alive. Joseph spoke this to his brothers, 
who previously sold him into slavery in Egypt. Yet God used this treacherous act to ultimately save the nation in a great time of famine. For Joseph, now in Egypt, had risen high in the ranks of Pharaoh and was in full possession and control of the granary. And now his brothers come famished and hungry, and Joseph, in his grace and mercy, extends them food and ultimately saves the nation of Israel. So as we continue to discuss sin, we may take assurance in the fact that while sin may reign in our hearts and continues to evidence its consequences throughout the world, God never removes his thumb of dominion from the back of sin. His goodness continues to conquer the sin of this world. Ultimately, understanding sin begins with comprehending God's nature and continues with an assurance that despite sin's pervasiveness, God reigns over all things. For us to go against God's will is to sin, period. Furthermore, God reveals his will through his unchanging and inerrant word. By his word, he directs our path and aligns our will in accordance with his purpose. We read this in Psalm 119, verses 103 through 106. How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and I will confirm it that I will keep your righteous ordinances. As we grow to understand the meaning of sin, missing the mark of God's will, we begin to realize our own nature. By nature, we do not reside in the will of God. We need His Word and guidance by the Holy Spirit. Instead, our nature is aligned with sin. In the natural pursuit of and submission to our thoughts and desires, we continually find ourselves outside of God's will. Apart from God, we are born in sin, and we will continue in sin our entire lives outside of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. The intention of answering this question, what is sin, is not to list every sin mentioned in the Bible, or categorize sin in varying degrees of severity. You can find them in the Bible. Instead, the study of sin reveals we all miss the mark when we define sin from our own perspective, feeling, understanding, or emotion. We must allow God to define sin by and through His Word. His Word provides a clear, unchanging definition and allows us to live a life of certainty, so we may know when our actions please Him and when they don't. When Cain chose an action outside of God's revealed will, God responded in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, saying this, If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. In our fallen nature, we cannot hit the mark under our own power. We can only initiate and propagate sin. We may only master sin when we submit to God's Word and to His Spirit. Then we discover God not only takes a part in, but undergirds, empowers, and sanctifies our actions as they further align us with His unchanging and perfect will. Thank you for listening to the So What series. You can listen to this podcast and others like it at brendanflanagan.com. Until next time, may you take courage in Christ.